You're listening to episode 67 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. I'm your host, Andrew. They came back! Woo! Those are all the people screaming for just delight that we're back on the air. And I'm your host, Eli. I forgot to say that. First time our voices are are coming from 2020. From the <laughs> mics to you. We have just come off of a two-month break. I mean, who takes two months break, two-month breaks anymore? Uh, lots of podcasters, actually. This is true. And it was really, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to use this word because it's a great word that everyone should know. It's very useful word. Don't be uh, intimidated. The word is salubrious. Can you say it, Andrew? Salubrious. Salubrious. I can say it. Don't know what it means. Salubrious means good for the health. Like salutations kind of like is, it's a, yeah, good for you. It It was a good thing to take a break. I thought of succulent when you said it. Any connection? Not not related, but... (laughs) Also starting with an S. Also a big word starting with an S. <laughs> so it's now March, and uh, this is your month, Andrew. The, for people who are into March things, right? This is the, the, the month of madness. Oh, wow. Eli, you, that was a great reference you made there. Sports? I did. I did. Sports reference. That, All right. That's Good. a very specific reference to college basketball in the United States, the month of March. In which I have zero stake because it's yeah. the most wonderful time of so, the year. Andrew, highlight from over New Year's, like what was a one thing that was great that just from our last recording in December? I always forget how Russia rests, takes a salubrious break the first week <laughs> of January. <laughs> nice and when news. I say that, I mean literally everybody takes is off of work. There's no cars in the streets. I mean, Nothing. everything quiets down, and that is good for your soul. Like, it, we had a really nice time as a family. I mean, you think it's nice that all your stores are still open on weekends and on holidays in the U.S. because, like, oh, it's convenient, but actually it, it taxes you when it's just constant all the time, everything going. And so, to, yeah, to shut off is like, <gasps> I mean, it can feel like a discipline, but it's also a really... I mean, I've just got to say it again. It's just salubrious. Yeah. We have this, it's a funny dynamic because for our tour business here, we rent a local office in in the business center in our city. And quite often on Russian holidays, we like walk in to go to work and the lights are off and nobody is there Uh, (laughs) like anywhere. But for our clients, it's not a holiday. And really for us, most of them are not, even though we'll take them off sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. That's anyways. pretty funny. But yeah, that was that was a nice break. I will say. What about you guys? Um, we took a vacation to Italy because wow. it turns out airfare from Moscow to Italy in like mid January is dirt cheap. Nice. So we got out to the countryside and stretched our legs and breathed the Italian air and looked at old things and ate. Some serious pizza. I mean, they sell pizza here, but come on. <laughs> yeah, no. So nobody would compare this to. No, it awesome. was really good. Yeah, and um, I'm refreshed to get back into another season of podcasting. At least until 
uh, October when our next baby is due, which is the other high from the holidays. What? For real? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> that was just broken to me live in case you couldn't <gasps> tell. Oh my goodness, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, man, we're having another one. Does my wife even know that? No, we've been just holding our tongue so that you and I could record and I could get your <laughs> live reaction the world, recorded. And let the world know before all of your close friends know. I know. Now I've got a timetable to make sure everyone gets the news. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Well, I will say I'm most excited to learn of what your fifth child's middle name is going to be. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we got to find some like... Ah, a mountain. And I got to get, know, once he's born, got to get that fifth, fifth uh, half birthday on my calendar. Andrew, you remember so many things <laughs> that are like, Wait, isn't, which are a little embarrassing about me. Isn't your half birthday coming up soon? Today, March 3rd is my half birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that also was some random memory I'm pulling up. Yeah, so my wife bakes me a half cake on my half birthday. Which is really just one cake oh, cut wow. in half stacked, just for the, uh, half birthday hack for those of you <laughs> want to take a. Oh man! Has, has, hashtag half birthday hack. Say that five times in a row. Yeah, that's a. It's a big. There's a lot of posts on that. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So thank you. That's really exciting. And um, you can send your congratulations in the form of of cash to our uh, Patreon page. Speaking of Patreon. <laughs> That was an impeccable, that was an absolutely liquid transition. Very nice. We have a, some more people to thank. So we're just, I, I don't know, the word I feel is like it's really honored to have people yeah. supporting us on our Patreon page yeah. because of all the things that people could support in the world, you know, ours is pretty niche, like niche right. within a niche. Yeah. And so it's really just a big compliment and a big help to have people um, behind us. So. We picked up a couple more supporters. First, I want to thank Jordan from Washington. Whoop, whoop, shout out. And actually, not spoiler alert, but teaser, you're going to be learning more about Jordan in a few months. Yes. Uh, and we'll tell you why then. But Jordan is a web designer. He's a designer, a web designer and photographer and filmmaker in Washington State and a really good friend. And, man, awesome to have your support. So thank you, Jordan. Shout out. Awesome, Jordan. Thank you. And then the mysterious Anita. That's not her name for herself. Still, That's still trying. Well, we're still trying to track track her down and uh, her whereabouts and her connection to us. Her who? Her, her whoabouts. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board. It's just it's really great. So we're we're appreciative. Don't be shy. <laughs> Sign up. We're, what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? Like really gonna do is actually hook up our supporters with some sweet inside deals like inside thank yous i don't know what exactly i'm excited to see what this is gonna be i love when you make these spontaneous promises these these promises without it's sort of like when i'm at home with my wife at dinner and i suddenly like make a new family rule that we haven't discussed and she looks at me like "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) i thought i was the Um, only one who does that (laughs) well anyway um we just want to make sure our patreon supporters know that we really it really means a lot to us. So, good stuff. Eli, why don't you lead us into this next episode? This is a fascinating interview we snagged. We are constantly amazed at the different and creative 
interest that people show in the caucuses. Like we meet people fairly frequently who have a real interest in this place. And this is the kind of place that is still like, you don't just stumble across it. If you come here from the outside, you really mean to. Right. And this guy is a, he's a professional jujitsu fighter. And he's an American and he has set up a really interesting way of um, introducing people to Dagestan, connecting with them that involves both uh, fighting, but also kind of like uh, kind of almost a community service a- aspect. Like he really right. wants to do good for, for locals. Yeah. So I don't want to give it all away, but we uh, had a chance. He was in town for a few weeks and we just, and Andrew was in town and we got all together in the apricot recording studios here in a meeting, a meeting of the minds and it was excellent and, and muscles in his case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he brought the muscles. And <laughs> yeah, this yeah. what even if you're you have zero interest or background in kind of wrestling, grappling, fighting, this is a fascinating interview. Yeah, cuz his interest is is bigger than that involves tourism and working with locals, so we're really excited to introduce to you our friend Toxine without further ado. Super pumped to introduce to our audience and into our studio our p- first professional fighter into the into the Cox Talk studio all and, the way of California <laughs> via Syria and we'll get to that background but Taksin welcome to the studio thank welcome you very to much the thank studio. you I mean we talk we talk the talk about about <laughs> and, MMA and about fighting <laughs> and that's about it. So this is a new territory for us. I'm a little nervous. Yes. So Eli, um, yes, uh, no, no uh, sketchy comments, or you could get put in the headlock quick. I'll bring it on. Um, Let's do it. Let's so, do- there's enough space in here. <laughs> Eli, why don't you introduce uh, Taxine? You actually so, met him. Yeah, yeah. Taxine and I go go back several days. Um, there I was, <laughs> minding my own business, walking into a, a, one of my favorite uh, cafes, 92 Degrees on mm-hmm. Baterai, is that where it is, in Mahachkala. And, um, you know, I got the, are you, are you American? From uh, left field. And I know the owner there. And so it didn't surprise me. I'm from American. Lo and behold, he points like, that guy's from America too. <laughs> wow. I look over and there's this gentleman sitting at the table and, it's sort of like a, uh, it's like a, a blind date at that point because you have to go like anytime you meet an American, you have to go talk and be yeah, of friends. Course, of course. There's no like just waving like, oh, yeah. hey, you're from America too, like we might do in America. Mm-hmm. So you go right. over, but it was no problem. I, I'm excited to meet folks, and I met Taksin, and uh, he was telling me a little bit about what he's doing here. He was getting, he's doing a little video ad for the for the coffee shop, mm-hmm. but we'll let him fill us in on that. So yeah, I was like. You're doing some cool stuff. It's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so, Taksin, give us uh, and our, our listeners a mm-hmm. broad overview. Who are you? Introduction to yourself, mm-hmm. and why are you here in Dagestan? Sure, sure. Um, my name is Taksin Takle. I'm Syrian American Jiu Jitsu athlete uh, here in Dagestan for multiple reasons. Reason number one is to eat the Khinkal as much as possible. <laughs> I absolutely huh? love that Hinkal. Death by Hinkal. We're yeah. still digesting last night. <laughs> oh, you guys had Hinkal last oh, night? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. oh, same, same. That was a very bad decision, by the way. 
You I, know, he said he slept in this morning, and uh, there may be a connection you know between that maybe the hinkal. That was so heavy. That's to put you to bed. Oh, my like, oh. God. Yeah, Thank I slept well last night. <laughs> that was really heavy. Yeah, that was one of the bad decisions that I've made out here. <laughs> as far as bad decisions go, that's a pretty good bad decision. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm out here for for uh, jujitsu training. Actually, I am a jujitsu athlete. I'm trying to be one of the best, but it's um, it's a long journey. That that's uh, all that right. I'm let me enjoying. just let me just go straight. So when oh. you say trying to be one of the best, like mm-hmm. do people know who you are back in the states? No, some people. Some people. Have you won yeah. awards? I've won a few small uh, tournaments. Nothing major. Nothing. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. so you're actually you're actually training to be a professional fighter. Is that correct? Correct. correct. Jujitsu. Yes, I want to. I want to do jujitsu. Um, I don't want to say a full time career, but right. when I do compete in jujitsu, I want to be amongst the best. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, that's about you. And then let's go ahead and bring in your company because sure. uh, it's a big sure. part of why you're here. Uh, tell us a little bit about Rise and Glide, what it's about, mm-hmm, and then we'll mm-hmm. keep this conversation sure. moving. So basically, Rise and Glide is a uh, sports tourism business um, based with a jiu-jitsu training camp alongside other martial arts such as MMA, judo, sambo. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, so basically we bring people out here from all over the world, and uh, we give them a jiu-jitsu training camp. And awesome. we offer to take them to, you know, Dubki, Salta, to Madinsky, you know, just to sightsee uh-huh. the beautiful Republic of Dagestan. Yeah. Yeah. And no other place do I know is better for jiu-jitsu than Dagestan. That is so cool. Yeah. We won't, yeah. uh, I'm sure our Brazilian listeners would have something to say about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we challenge you to start commenting on, on our Facebook page, Brazilian listeners. Why don't you come here to Dagestan you know, and say it? You know what's Brazil. funny is uh, a lot of the Brazilians moved out to, the Calif- to California. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of the Brazilian, the good Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners, they're in California at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. And the difference, um, the major difference between Brazilian jiu-jitsu and let's say the Dagestan Pakistani grappling jiu-jitsu yes. atmosphere is between like heaven and earth. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, earth being California and heaven being Dagestan. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, we'll say that one. Yeah. I want to say in like north and south. Yeah. So <laughs> heaven and earth. Big difference. Big basically. difference, yeah. Um, the, the Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu is very um, slow, extremely technical. They uh-huh. take their time, you know, uh-huh. they'll relax during a match. And they'll still submit you. They're very good and strong. Yeah. But the Dagestanis have the wrestling background with it. Right. So they're constantly scrambling. They're yes. constantly going. They're putting pressure on you. And they're just making you tired by trying different things. Yeah. So that's the biggest difference. Right, I, have a, I have a ton of questions. Okay. First, a quick yeah. zoom out. For our sure. listeners sure, sure, sure. who potentially may not be able to tell the difference if they were paid between jujitsu and mumitsu and whatever else (laughs) i've certainly no one in this in this studio would that apply to but i'm just saying (laughs) hypothetically for the people out there can you give us like a little 101 on like what make what is jujitsu what makes it jujitsu when you even mentioned judo sambo sambo i mean i thought sambo was a dance samba (laughs) different (laughs) so yeah what makes jujitsu unique especially so i'll answer uh uh Elias's question yeah. first. Um, so jiu-jitsu is basically grappling uh, with a mission of a submission uh-huh. to, to submit your opponent okay. via choke, uh, arm bar, wrist lock, leg lock, knee bar. So there's different, many different variations of uh, submissions. Um, and is submission always volunteered? Is it always tap, tap, uncle, I'm out? Or can it just be like them passing out? Yeah, so like uh, two days ago, one guy passed out in a tournament. Wow. Yeah. So if... 
if the guy doesn't tap out in time, he will be put to sleep right. be- until the referee says stop. Yeah. I mean, unless you can feel it and then you tap out, then you tap out. But yeah. in some situations, the guy tries to be a little nacho libre and man, yeah, manly, yeah, too manly. manly and to a few his, minutes later, it's spoken in noche. You know? <laughs> I didn't really expect the images of nacho libre to enter this conversation, but <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll throw that in there. Toast. Yeah. And um, the reason, uh, so judo is very effective as well. Sambo uh-huh. is, MMA is what is effective. Jiu-jitsu is, uh, doesn't offer striking. It does not it offer It does striking. not offer striking. Ah, okay. Yeah, and it's, um, so where judo ends, jiu-jitsu begins. Uh-huh. Judo is takedowns. Got it. So after you take the guy down, that's it. It's either an ippon or a siyonagi, and it fin- uh-huh. the match is finished gotcha. five points. Well, in jiu-jitsu, when you take the guy down, that's where you continue the ground scramble. Yeah, yeah. So that's where jujitsu um, wow. flourishes. I, I'm gonna be honest. I when I have always heard jujitsu, I've pictured like crazy high kicks, <laughs> and with Brazilians <laughs> specifically, I've associated it. But like you totally redefined it. Redefined for me. it. Well, it, it used to be a striking game back in. Uh, I think the Japanese Japanese jiu-jitsu used to have striking. Okay. And the Brazilians took it over and made it uh, non-striking. Uh-huh. So original, original jiu-jitsu had some form of uh, striking into it. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get drawn to jiu-jitsu? Oh, that's a, uh, that, that's a story you guys have to hear. <laughs> that's a story you have to hear. So, Can we hear it now? Sure, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, yeah is it okay with you guys? We've got to yeah. hear it. We've got to hear it. Enjoy it has it. to do with I mean, Dagestan. It has to do with Kafkaz. Let's hear it. That whole region. Yeah. In 2010, of November 2010, I received a phone call from my uh, kickboxing coach, Muay Thai coach. This is when I used to live in Emirates, Dubai. And he said, Tassin, do you want a professional Muay Thai fight in a month, month and a half? I was like, yeah, I'm down. He's like, okay, come to the academy in an hour and a half. Let's take some pictures. They can be on flyers. Let's do this. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I want to fight. You know, I love kickboxing. I love Muay Thai. I mean, when yeah. I get those calls, I normally come up with an excuse. <laughs> Talk to my wife. Um, we'll get back to you. Yeah, there was no, there was no, there was no process of decision making. Right. It, like, it was just, a just straight happened. up BS. Like made. I'm just gonna do this right away. Good choice. And then, um, so on December of 2010, I had my first professional Muay Thai fight. However, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. so it's a form of kickboxing, gotcha. but with elbows and knees striking as oh, well. Man. I was 17 at the time, and my opponent was 33. He was from Chechnya. Wow. At that time, I didn't really care about that. My training was, <laughs> was intense. Um, Your confidence my was confidence, super high. <laughs> until the day I met him. Oh. <laughs> until the day I met him at the press conference the day before the fight. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, shoot. I mean, this guy's bone structure is just fully built, and I'm still a baby, you know? So, like, you guys, this is like the face-off, right? Yes, the And face-off. so you're having to, like, put a strong front correct, on. You are correct. terrified in your yes. mind. That is amazing. I'm a 17-year-old still going through puberty, and this guy is 33-year-old. <laughs> it's literally you know? a boy meeting a man. Yeah. No offense yeah. to you. No, you know? it was. Like, it was. If I show you some of the pictures, it was really, um, like, a bad decision. But, you know, oh. it was point of no return. And uh, <laughs> I fought the guy, and he knocked me out in the first round with 10 seconds left uh-huh. with, a, with a left hook. Okay. And then, be, like, do you, before the fight, I can't remember because I lost all memory after, after you know, from that knockout. <laughs> wow. They would tell me he's from Chechnya, he's tough, be careful, do that. I'm like, Chechnya, I used to hear of that word. Right, right. Chechnya, like, what is that? And then I started doing my research, and 
And then I found Chechnya, and then I was like, okay, no wonder why these guys are so tough, you know, and so strong. But you didn't have caucus talk there to guide you yeah. through <laughs> the cultural nuances. I'm, I'm pretty sure this podcast has been used for lots of good purposes. I don't think it's ever helped a fighter achieve success <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> we'll see, Andrew. Here's a, here's a pro tip for our listeners. Anytime you have any form of grappling or striking against the guy from... Dagestan, Chechnya, we said, you know, basically from the Caucasus. Surrender. Just, just, um, just find a way out. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. find Wave a the way white out. flag. Just find a way out. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I decided to, to quit fighting because I took brain damage from that. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, I had like a migraine for a year and a half after that. Man. So it was, it was really bad. Wow. Yeah, my coach. That's a big hook. At that time was not so professional. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And, um. I, I hit up my friend. I was like, man, I want to start training uh, jujitsu with you. I want to drive out. It, it was a bit of a drive. He said, why, why do you want to train with me? You have all the Dagestanis next to you. And they're like a few miles away from where you are. I'm like, really? In California. No, this was in Emirates. Ah, that's right. Emirates. Ah. I was like, really? And he gave me their address, their phone number. And I started training with them. And the rest is history. Wow. My coach was Dagestani. Okay. Teammates are Chechni and Dagestani. Mix of the Caucasus. And I got my uh, first, I mean, there's a blue belt. I mean, blue belt, there's a, you know, belt yeah. system in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And after a year and eight months of training, he gave me my blue belt. Is that super fast? Are our listeners who understand this going, whoa, because we can, we can mm. go, whoa. Oh, just, so, just let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually, that's actually like uh, the, the, the average. So a year and a half, two years okay. for, from white to blue is a good yeah. transition. Gave me my blue belt, and it was from a Dagestani, so that's so that's wow, full of makes pride. all the difference. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So Sweet. that's how I got into jujitsu. So did you choose jujitsu because it was non-striking, and you wanted to avoid more correct brain damage? Yes, or, yeah, oh, I didn't want more striking on my face. Some people can take striking; their their body is just built like the guys out here. But my, I just couldn't take it. That's so fascinating because I think when people look at the sport as a whole, you know, whether you want to call it jujitsu or MMA, yeah, yeah. They look at it through the lens of it being dangerous, mm -hmm. but you actually made a decision to in that context yeah. to do it in a more safe way. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. MMA was was the goal, mixed martial arts, to be in an octagon, and you know, but I had to be you know realistic with myself. I just couldn't take punches anymore. That guy really ruined me. He messed me up. But it's sort of like switching from like American football to rugby. It's not like going down. Yeah, it's like moving over. Totally different, but. Yeah. Equally, a bit ten, tense maybe yeah. more, but a bit safer, you know? Intensity's still there. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Intensity's still there. It's just, I'm trying to play it safe without, I'm trying to save my brain. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to be able to talk for the next 30, 40 Man, years. That's as long crazy. As I well, yeah. just, I mean, this is a little bit of an aside, but my brother used to work for a startup creating um, basically airbag technology for football helmets or any sports helmet. Oh, oh. And uh, soon after their startup, a couple years ago, movie called concussion came out about you know micro brain damage and just like it's a serious thing is, that people need is. to pay attention to because we're talking about it sports yes, and they should be something that you can Safety. do sa safely and you know in good health Correct. So good i think Correct. it's a good decision yeah thank I'm you get respect you. for that the, the thing is with my coach um after that fight in december he put me in another boxing match just two months after that oh. and if you when you get knocked out or have a concussion, you need minimum yeah. minimum six months of rest. Wow, active rest, not wow. even training, just active rest. Wow. So he really damn my coach really damages me a lot. Oh. So after that decision, I was like, you know, what? I need to do something that will keep me uh, interested in going martial mm -hmm. arts, mm -hmm. but no striking on the okay. face. Yeah, I just couldn't take it. So 
it sounds like jujitsu then it's a foundational uh skill set and then that leads to mma correct because mma is striking Correct. Yeah. Yes. So yes. jujitsu is just the dra- grappling piece. Yes, it is. So yes, is that is. is jujitsu the ground level? What happens here in Dagestan mm-hmm. as far as what kids are learn from an early age? They're learning grappling, correct? Correct. So the kids over here, I mean, all the schools they start them off with wrestling. Yes. So wrestling is not a complete form of grappling. Okay. Because the the mission in wrestling is to pin your opponent. Yes. Okay. After you pin him, what do you do? That's where jiu-jitsu comes in. Uh, when we take him on his back and we're in that dominating position, I'm going to submit you with a, you know, try to tap you out in any shape or form. Yeah. So that's where jiu-jitsu comes in. Uh-huh. So they, they have a base of wrestling out here, which is super fast. You know, their conditioning is unbelievable. Huh. And then they'll throw in some grappling a few years later. Boom, you have the best, you know, <laughs> grappler on the planet. Fearless. All right, so I might be jumping ahead, but I'm wondering, from your experience, yeah. what is it? Why... Does Dagestan mm-hmm. have the corner on the market on these sports? What is it about? Or the Caucasus. Or the Caucasus in general. Setia also has got, you know, a lot of. What is it about yeah. this place that, co- that produces these world-class athletes? And I'm sure that's part yeah. of the draw for you. It is. It is. You know, and I, I have been trying to figure that out myself for a while now. And it's a, it's a, it's a variety of reasons. Reason number one, we'll actually start with the food. Huh. Um, the food out here is actually healthy. You know, there's not so much chemicals or hormones or wow. yeah, 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 artificial stuff. Now there is. Now there is. You know, they have you all these organic shops going on. You know. Yeah. However, if you compare that to the states, from the day we're born, we're fed like cereal and milk, and cereal has so many chemicals huh. and all these bad things for us. So over like here, Roundup. You know, yeah. they found trace Roundup in breakfast cereal. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, isn't that like uh, weed killer? Oh my god! Roundup is like the weed killer you spray it to kill dandelions oh on your, and they use it. You know, large companies that will go unnamed, like Monsanto, will use it in vast quantities over fields, oh and then god. they rinse it off. But yeah. it's not all gone, mm. and it doesn't go anywhere. So you're eating weed killer. Yeah, it's so. Um, so from what I under, from what I know and read, that the food we eat affects our mood and affects our health. Obviously, you know. Yeah. So the food out here is healthy from from the get go. So that affects their sharpness of their mentality. Wow. So that's reason number one. Okay. And then reason number two is there's so many wrestling schools out here and they're free because it's supported by the government. Yeah. So as soon as they start walking, it's like, boom, you're in wrestling class. Yeah. And then there comes like the region of, um, you know, the mountains and the toughness and from the ancestry of the Highlanders and, you know, the Jigita on a a horse and a sword. And so it's like a mixture of all these all these things together and they just kept it going. Wow. Man. So with your sport camps, Mm -hmm. are you pretty much Dagestan based or are you doing things throughout the North Caucasus? Yeah. So for now we're, our focus is Dagestan. Okay. But I eventually want to go into Chechnya. Okay. Chechnya as well. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Tajikistan, Kazakhstan in the future. These are places we are looking at. Just take a boat right across. Yeah. (laughs) Right across the Caspian. (laughs) Man, that is so cool. Um, this is becoming like 101, wrestling 101. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just learned Where so much from to you. Start. I'm assuming I'm not the only one who just learned a lot from you. No, you had a lot to learn, Andrew. Man, so, <laughs> it's true. So essentially, let's take Habib Nurmagomedov, for yes, example. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. like we talk about mm-hmm. him on the show. Mm-hmm. Guys like even Zabit Magomedov, we talk about him as well. So Habib, as a kid, mm-hmm. he learned 
wrestling, correct? He did. That's like the first skill set he learned. Mm-hmm. And you have personal connections with him, right? I do. So I can do. you get him in our studio, please? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get straight to the point. <laughs> uh, I just thought that yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time we've asked for a hubby yeah. connection. So as a kid, yeah. like in wrestling school, yes. wrestling is what mm-hmm. he learned. Yes, he was, um, he was put in wrestling alongside uh, Sambo. So he was a Sambo uh, uh-huh. um, athlete as well. So his dad put him in, a, in various martial arts. He has a black belt in judo. Gotcha. He put him in combat sambo, and he was already a wrestler. Right. So he has. Jeez. He All by age lethal. four. I and mean. Then, <laughs> so essentially, okay, maybe Habib isn't as good example because <laughs> of like the pedigree he has. Yeah. But yeah. like your average Dagestani boy, mm-hmm. they start in one of these free wrestling schools. Correct. 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 And then at a certain age. Uh, will they then learn a different jujitsu skill set or grappling skill set? Correct, correct. Yeah. So they'll so wrestling is the base. Then after that, they'll choose. Oh, do I want to go to MMA? Do I want do I want to stay in wrestling and yeah. become a Olympic world champ? Do I want to go to jujitsu? Do I want to do judo? So it's just like the best base to have. Gotcha. Wrestling. Yeah. Because the mindset you get and the courage you develop and you know the atmosphere you have in wrestling is uh, a tough, a very tough atmosphere, Man. even in the states. Like wrestlers, when you talk about when you talk to wrestlers in the states, they're very tough as well. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. It's like when you watch MMA today, mm-hmm. and you watch Habib and some of the other Dagestani guys, yes. but especially Habib. Obviously, he's in the best. He's the best in the world right now Correct. in his weight class. But it's his wrestling, his mm-hmm. ability to take people to the ground yep. and keep them on the ground Correct. that completely sets him apart. Correct. Yeah. And just as an outsider. I mean, I don't know all the, I'm not a wrestler and I don't know all the d- differentiations, yes, yes, but yes, yes. you can see yeah. he's better than everybody because he takes yes. them to the ground and keeps them on the yeah. ground. Controls and obviously them. all these skill Control. sets yes, yeah. you mentioned. He uses his wrestling uh, so beautifully and then he'll throw in the grappling because yeah. wrestling again is not that complete right. of a grappling. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll, he'll just keep controlling them and then he'll choke them out. He'll tire them, then he'll choke them out. Yeah. That's where Jiu-Jitsu is. Man. Yeah. He does it so beautifully. It's, it's like it's like aesthetically pleasing to watch him do it every <laughs> single time. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Well, this has been really great, Tassin. I would love to hear. Um, so how many, have you done just a lot of kind of shorter trips for your camps to Dagestan? What has your connection to this actual place been? Yeah, we actually just started very um, recently. Okay. The concept of, of a martial arts training camp has been since my fight in 2010 yeah but i was i wasn't able to come out here until 2016 okay when i came out here for the first time what i'm offering as a business now i had to do it myself mm-hmm. like i was asking her, where can i do this where can i do this and, yeah. and this is my fourth time in dagestan so my business has been going since we launched in april of 2019 okay and we had our first um client in november Cool. So it took some time. Yeah, of course. But our, uh, you know, our ticket, you know, our package prices aren't so cheap. Yeah, so I, I definitely understand that. You know, our clientele is has to be free for two weeks too. Right. You know? Yeah. So we came out here in November and uh, for two weeks, and, uh-huh. uh, they trained. They uh, we took them to various mountains and yeah. they had delicious food and they had the time of their lives. Man. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the things you're noticing? That you've been here four times now. Um, it sounds like you've you lived in the UAE some correct, uh, correct. California maybe That's some correct. other places. What are some things that makes Dagestan unique? Mm-hmm. Uh, both in the like hosting the fighting camps here, mm-hmm. what the fighters can learn, 
but also in kind of the cultural component, interacting with Dagestanis? Over here, I'd have to say it's their mindset. Uh-huh. Their mindset. You know, uh, in the States, we have it a little too perfect. Everything is just, you know, top-notch equipment. Right. You know, just, there's a city called Irvine, in Irvine, California. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that city is just so perfect. Like, <laughs> it's like out of a SpongeBob movie. You know how everything's just so perfect <laughs> and neat and, like, repetition. Wow. And they're like, man, like, if I live here, I'd feel like I would become soft as a person, mm. you know? Sure. Like, if you look back, people would travel how many miles just to get food or just walk down mountains to get some meat. Yeah. I just can call Uber Eats and I'll have a bunch of burgers <laughs> delivered to me, you know? Yeah. So I guess it's the mindset huh. mentality they have out here. Yeah. Alongside it being a developing country where it still holds on to the discipline they have through the wrestling and the mm. Highlander mindset they have wow yeah that's a great insight man what's been some of the i'm assuming your clients they're fighters yes aspiring professionals or already professionals Mm -hmm. uh what's been some of their feedback some like things they've learned or taken away so um you don't have to be a professional fighter to come with rising glide you can be a beginner you can be intermediate you can be a professional Mm -hmm. um the the comments they left about training is the same comments i had when i first came out is Wow, their um, cardio or their conditioning is unbelievable. Okay, alongside their strength, like when you do something, you'll build lactic acid in your hands and you'll feel tired. These guys are just beginning when you when you feel tired. Hmm. They'll just keep going and going and going. Hmm. I don't know if if it's the atmosphere or the or the mountain. I, I mountains. I don't know. So it's just very interesting when a person can just keep fighting and fighting and you're wow. exhausted. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah. Huh. It sounds amazing, not until he's beating you up. Oh my goodness, <laughs> We're, we are in all of you from a distance here right. in our comfortable studio. Sipping our sodas from the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. so where is your camp at? You have a location here in Dagestan? Yeah, so we train, we um, find a uh, accommodation for them, which is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And we take them to, uh, it's not like um, a camp or a they call it lagger out here. Yes. Yeah. So we don't have one of those. It's okay. just we take we find accommodation for them, and then we take them to these jujitsu places throughout the week. Gotcha. And then we have like CrossFit in the morning and jujitsu training in the evening. Okay. And when we don't have CrossFit in the morning, we have jujitsu technique in the morning gotcha. and jujitsu in the evening. Uh-huh. Is that um, mainly here in Mahachkala and the yeah everything area, is in, in the lowlands? Yeah, everything's in Mahachkala. Gotcha. Yeah. What kind of response are you getting from locals? Are there people who are happy or unhappy about the, what you're trying to do? Oh, the business? Yeah. They absolutely love it. Like every time I tell somebody about it, they want to find some way to help me. That's awesome. It's like, oh, you want to bring people to Dagestan? Oh, beautiful. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. How can I do this? How can I help you with this? Right. And yeah. So that's very nice of them. That's very nice. Yeah. We've, I really we've experienced that. the same thing. Yeah. They're um, very welcoming. Yeah. yeah. Man. So I've wondered this, is Mahachkala the hub of grappling and fighting in Dagestan or are there other places where it's really thriving in smaller cities like Hasavjord or other places? Oh yeah. Like we only know of Mahachkala because that's where like the capital is yes. and that's where everything happens. But right. there is other villages like in Hasavjord, Kiziljord that has these tough guys right. that are, I hate to say, but are probably bigger, stronger and faster than Habib. <laughs> That's what yeah. I've heard. That's what Google say. Bigger, faster, stronger than Habib. They just don't have the chance or opportunity to travel right. and yeah. showcase yep. their skill. Yeah, which is scary. 
I said something about Habib, and they're like, well, he's he's good. He's not great, but he's good. I'm <laughs> like, naturally, no offense. But, and they don't mean it disrespectfully. Yeah, I think yeah, what you're yeah. saying, they're like, they recognize, like, he's from this intense talent pool, and not everyone has the... Yeah, the, yeah, you know the opportunity. Opportunity. And I think yeah. he's would be aware of that. Oh, he, he, he's totally realistic about where he is. He is. is, he you is. Know? Yeah, he's, he's said that multiple times. Has he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's like a factory of these athletes. It's a talent in. factory. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, in Dagestan, I would say anywhere anywhere you go in Dagestan, they have wrestling and fighting going on. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. It's just Mahachkala is in the center, and everyone wants to come to the city and mm-hmm. get a chance to make it out there. So crazy. Yeah, it is. Man, can you, so uh, I want to make sure you get a chance to kind of promote your product and give your contact info out. We always ask our guests this question. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your answer. Okay, okay. If there is one thing you could tell the world Mm -hmm. about the North Caucasus and specifically about Dagestan, what Mm -hmm. would it be? I know it's going to sound very cliche, but invest in yourself, buy a ticket, come out here and just experience it for yourself. Wow. That, nobody's ever said that. Yeah, yeah that was great. I mean, every local we interview says, please come visit. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, coming as kind of an outsider, yeah, you have to invest in yourself. So you don't even mean just for fighters. You just mean as a person. As a person. Yeah, come, come and experience come it. Come and experience it. And once you come out here, you'll you'll see how privi- privileged you are to live wherever you live yeah. and how easy you have it. And you'll be more grateful after you go back. Alongside enjoying the atmosphere and the people yeah. and the coffee the and the chocolate and the food. I, I will say the hinkal I had was a good decision last night. Decision. <laughs> I knocked that one. All right, bonus question. Sure, I sure. probably won't publish. Supposing you're like an almost 40-year-old white American male. Okay. Who's like <laughs> vaguely athletic, can run. <laughs> And really wants to understand the culture from the inside out mm-hmm. and has, you know, comfort and facility with artistic expressions like nice. Lesginka, music, <laughs> and so on. I'm really narrowing down the, the uh, pool of... Hypothetically... I'm starting to get an idea. Okay. Um, you know, there's one in every crowd. Um, <laughs> do you think that there is, like, a place for someone like... If one of us wanted to, like, learn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know... It's not even like you're starting behind. You're starting like in different species, you know. So, yeah. could a person like Andrew or me actually learn like fighting here, or what is it? The gap just too big, and it there's doesn't make sense. Beautiful question. Um, I had a teammate back in the states who started when he was like 52. Wow. Yeah, he started jujitsu and he just fell in love with it. He was there every class, morning class, evening class, and he huh. started doing tournaments and he just loved it. But he was realistic with himself. He was like, look, I'm not going to be like a world champion, but I love this so much. I'm just going to come here as much as I can huh. and not get injured. So I saw that motivation from him and dedication. I'm like, wow, that's 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 really awesome. It's yeah. impressive. So you can start definitely. It, yeah. Jiu-jitsu is also uh, investing in yourself because it's like a it's like a human chess. You're thinking about the next move mm. while you're breathing. You know, trying to do this technique and that technique. So you can do it. You can learn. You can fall in love with it and dedicate time to it. But you have to be realistic with yourself. And you know, maybe you'll be world champion in you know, the adult category right. or something but right. you have to be realistic of who you're going to roll with who you're going to spar with you know, mm. okay this kid is too fast too aggressive i need to yeah 
Because age takes its toll. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah, never, it's just, yeah. I have a bonus question to your bonus question. Oh, it's okay. I asked yours for you. You can ask. I have what to ask this because sure, sure. I think the uh, stereotype, mm-hmm. when people think of wrestlers and fighters, yes. and I know this is true, but when people look at Kafka's guys, mm-hmm. is they think he's like a, you know, brainless, like meathead, meathead <laughs> who is can physically dominate people, but yeah. doesn't have much going on mentally. Yeah, yeah. So can you speak to that? Because mm-hmm. what you just talked about, is like mental mm-hmm. chess, you of know, course, and you course. specifically mentioned earlier, kind of the mindset mm-hmm. of people here talk to, obviously we know these Kafka's guys, mm. um, Tough they're guys. ripped, they're strong. Physically speaking, they're meatheads. What can you say? Yeah. Like you've interacted for 10 yeah. years now with these yeah. guys yeah. to the mental piece. So they're actually changing. So back in the day, wrestling was a way out of war. Uh, Sambo was a way out to not partake in that uh-huh. situation. And that was like the only option. And now they're doing it to enter the Olympics, to enter these you know big federations and stuff. So they are learning. Um, before they didn't have this option. It was the only option just, is just to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Habib, he even said that, um, guys, knowledge is power. Not just physical power, mm. but you need to have that knowledge. He said, if you're a strong guy, but you don't know how to speak a few words, then it, it's not good on you. So you have to have that knowledge. Mm. So I definitely agree that they, they even know, like, they'll say, yeah, we don't have an education. We don't know how to do this, A, B, and C, and D. Mm. But now they're changing. Wow. That's why when I said developing world, they are sure. really trying to develop sure. and wow. different things. Yeah. All right, one more question that might not make it. Sure. <laughs> and really complicated. Okay. How do you, from your, I don't know where you're coming from on this, but how does Islam uh-huh. interface with these fighting sports? Like, how does okay. it affect it? Mm-hmm. it? Beautiful. Do they draw something from Islam? Is it different? Like, mm-hmm. how do you see that? So in Islam, you have to be, um, it's part of the faith to be physically fit. Mm. And it goes against the faith to be, you know, sluggish and yeah. lazy and don't want to do anything all day and just eat. Even the aspect of food, you know, in a hadith, which Prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. peace be upon him, mm-hmm. told us that you have to leave one third for the food, one third for the air, and one third for the water. Mm. So if you follow that rule set, you'll 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 be fit, you know, you'll be healthy. But we eat, I eat everything, and then I'll say, okay, maybe I can breathe later. You know? <laughs> so uh, Islam does play a big role in uh, in the grappling wrestling culture out here. Uh-huh. They try to. You have to just mentally and physically be, be prepared for life. Uh-huh. You can't be lazy. And they implement not being lazy out here to the <laughs> utmost extent. Yes, I'll you know? say that is true. Huh. Yeah. I Actually, I chatted with a guy, a local, we were eating, and he, and he said, you have to, we have to talk while we eat. Yes. And I thought it was a social thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, because if you're talking, mm-hmm. then you're not just shoving food in your mouth and you don't perikusit, you don't overeat. overeat. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I thought, wow, there's like a moral component to right. how he's going yeah. about eating mm-hmm. that I hadn't yeah. really considered in that yeah. way. This is actually an Islamic, um, I don't know how to say it in English, but an Islamic uh, rule uh-huh. where you should talk while you're eating. Oh, I no, thought it was original. Sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I write. Yeah, yeah, you should It's eat. like a principle. Exactly, principle. Because if you just... I've I've caught this on myself when when they're sitting down speaking Russian I'm just eating yeah. yeah and I'm eating and I'm eating I'm like man okay relax a little bit so when you're when you're having a dialogue sometimes your food your food will get cold you know and you'll eat a few bites here and there mm. so 
and, and I, I feel there's like a blessing when you have a big group of people yeah. and you're talking and eating. You enjoy the food yeah. more oh, than yeah. just sitting That's down. That's so true, man. So yeah, Islam does play a big role in um, being physically fit and mentally tough. Cool. Out here. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Taksin, thanks for joining us today. This was a real treat. Oh, this was nice. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you, how can our, I don't know what percentage of our listeners are grapplers <laughs> or wrestlers, but uh, if we do have folks out there listening who would like to connect with you, maybe check out your website and possibly join one of your camps, sure. how can they connect so with you? So our, um, our website is risingglide.com. That's R-I-S-E, the letter N-G-L-I-D-E.com, uh-huh. no space. And Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Email us at uh, riseandglide at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what t- what tell us about the name real quick? Rise and Glide. Rise and Glide. So when I went to Tumadinsky um, mm. Rayon, I was still trying to come up with names for huh. Rise and Glide. And I saw an eagle fly. Uh, that's what I guessed. I and saw I an eagle good. fly. Yeah. And it was just the most beautiful thing ever. And it wasn't flapping its wings like a normal normal bird. Yeah. And it was just like gliding. Yeah. And we were up the mountains. I was like, it's up. And it's gliding, so, so we put this together. Okay, yeah, so rising. But I, awesome. I had to sketch it out a few times, you know, yeah. go through a brainstorm process. Yeah. But I wanted to do something that was related to Dagestan. It's and very subtle in the logo, the eagle. It's yeah, the eagle. Well yeah. yeah, so the eagle, Tsum. You know, Tsum is, is eagle in Tsumadinsky. Uh huh. Yeah, Tsum. And, uh, That's awesome. Rise and glide. Invest in yourself. Come to Dagestan or anywhere in the North Caucasus. Get up in the mountains. You will be inspired. I mean, that was like an inspiration from the mountains. That's oh, yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. It's beautiful. Awesome. Taksim, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, this was really a great treat. And uh, listeners, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.